Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and we are in full swing here for the holiday season. You can just feel it all around. It's festivities in the air, the smell of candy canes. I love it. It's just wonderful. <laughs> and the, and the smell and, of Jordy jumping and, off right away. The, the common flock flew away already. That's a record. Yeah. It I is. think that really truly is. Jordy usually has problems with his internet, but he usually lasts at least two minutes. At least. That's uh, two seconds. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that notwithstanding, I want to get going with this show because, you know what? Like I said, we're in the middle of the holiday season. Now, last week we did a Utica Comets holiday show. This week is the Syracuse Crunch holiday show. And I'm going to tell you something. We brought in the, the expert here for this show because we cannot do anything with Syracuse Crunch without having her on because... I'll tell you, she has got her pulse, or her finger on the pulse of the Syracuse Crunch. She knows more than, I think, just about the Syracuse Crunch do know about the team. So <laughs> I am just going to bring her in. She is the host of the Syracuse Speaks podcast. She is the one. She is the only. She is the incomparable. Alex Ackerman. Alex, how are you? I'm doing very well, and thank you for that very kind introduction. Well, no, thank you for being here. You know, you're so kind. Every time we ask you to come on, you're, you don't even hesitate. You're just... Bang, I'm in. And it's just, it's, it's so wonderful. Absolutely. We have such a good time every time I come on. Why would I hesitate? That's right. You know, I mean, it's, we, we just have such a, a great show chemistry around here whenever you're on. It's, it's just awesome. So let's get going here with our, our holiday show because, I mean, like I said, I, I just love this time of year. Everybody's so happy and just so giddy. And so for those who missed last week's show, I'm going to explain how our holiday shows work around here, okay? So basically, it's like a Christmas party. Where, you know, Santa shows up, Santa's got his gifts that he hands out. Uh, some of the gifts are maybe, maybe not the, um, you know, Santa apparently didn't have a very big budget, but that's okay. Uh, what this mainly is, is an award show for this season so far, but we do it in the form of a humorous Christmas party. So whatever that was, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was interesting. So, <laughs> Dave, the save. What was that? Do you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't have Jordy in because his video's not showing. So, you know, okay, I don't well, know where that came from. All right. Well, well, never mind then. All right. It's the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> yeah. Really. I was just gonna say the same exact thing. It's the ghost of Christmas. Past. It is. Here. He's here somewhere. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now let's just hope the whole signal doesn't get shut down. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Alex, are we ready to see what Santa Claus brought the Syracuse Crunch? I do believe we are. Okay. So, with that notwithstanding, Dave the Save, can we have some Christmas music, please? The one that doesn't sound like a nursery rhyme. Oh, oh, you want music? Yeah. Oh, I thought you wanted Santa to weigh in. That'll work, too. We did have Christmas music, but I... I you didn't like it. I know. You, I didn't, did. you didn't tell me to get another one. It's almost sounded like a nursery rhyme, so... It does. Alex, I don't know. I need you to weigh in. I mean... <laughs> it's Jingle Bells, right? It, it sounds like a very old music box. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's a music I, box. to that. I feel like I should be wrapped up in a blanket rocking to sleep right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Santa Claus is here, and he's going to reach into his virtual sack of gifts because we don't actually have the gifts, by the way, full disclosure. But the first one will go to Jack Thompson. And the tag on the gift says, Dear Jack Thompson, Santa is giving you this car battery jump jump pack starter because as the team leader in power play points, you put the power in the Syracuse Crunch power play. 
So congratulations, Jack. You got the first present. Alex, do you think Santa's right? I definitely do. And, you know, Thompson is still relatively young on the roster. He's not as young as some of the other defensemen that are out there, as some of you might remember from our preview show that we did back in October. (laughs) But they're babies. (laughs) (laughs) But he is still on the young side, yet he is wearing an A for the team. And, you know, he really has put together an impressive season. And the power play in particular, one of Syracuse's strengths for the first time in – I can't even remember how long this season (laughs) is their special teams. And that's been really refreshing to see. So I definitely think he deserves presence more so than Cole. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, if you think about it for a second, too, what he's doing this season is fantastic. In the the wake of, you know, Darren Radish gone, Trevor Carrick gone, right? Sean Day is still productive, but he's not, you know, not at that level of production so far this year. There's still a lot of time. Uh, so Jack Thompson has really stepped into the breach, so to speak, and has, you know, you think he's what, one assist off uh, the lead for AHL defensemen on, on the power play. So for assists anyway. So, I mean, good for him. You know, I mean, granted, 90% of his points have come on the power play, but you know what, though? It's better to come on the power play than not at all. Absolutely. You want to be a positive out there and not a liability. And if the coaching staff is putting him on special teams, especially on the power play, you can tell they trust him and you can tell he's putting in the work. So I think 100% that that's a really good assessment of his skills so far this season. No doubt about it. All right. So congratulations to Jack Thompson on being the first one to get a gift from Santa Claus. Let's move on. Reaching into the virtual gift sack here, the next one goes to Gage Consalves. Ooh, let's see what Gage got. The tag says, Dear Gage, Santa is giving you this stepladder because as the team leader in points, you have really stepped up for the crunch. Now, I want to bring this up because when we did our preview show, one of the players that we had mentioned that needed to step up for the crunch was Gage Gonzalez, and he really has. I mean, because we talked about that with, with Alex Murray Belay, he's not coming back. He's in Tampa. You know, so you kind of look around like, okay, who, who's going to be, you know, and, and honestly, looking at the, these stats, it's been a real team effort up and down the board for the crunch. Uh, but Gonzalez, I mean, he's, I think he's 12th in the AHL in assists. Uh, he's got 21 points on the season so far, leading the team. And yeah, he's done it. He's stepped up. Absolutely. And, you know, he it's interesting because he he's kind of crept up there as the season has gone on. He's clearly gotten a little bit more comfortable with his role back in the AHL. He might have been someone who expected to be with the Lightning, you know, out of training camp. It didn't work out that way. He's playing. I mean, technically, it's his fourth season with Syracuse. If we really want to count two games in 2021, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So really, it's it's his third full season. He got a cup of tea. Um, it's, exactly. You know, and that season, everybody had a cup of tea because, you know, that was the, the, the COVID season. So right. it was a weird season to begin with. But, you know, in the 26 games he's played for the Crunch, he has really kind of built as the season has gone on. And let's be honest, we'd rather players do that then look really good coming out of the gate and then burn out towards the end of the season. So I have absolutely no problem with his performance so far this year. And, you know, what you said about the crunch getting contributions up and down the roster, that's also something that we haven't seen in the last couple of seasons. So it's really nice to see someone like Gonzalez leading the way in that effort and then the rest of the team following suit. You know, and it's so funny because, I mean, you mentioned he's only 23. It feels like he's been there forever. 
You know, it's it's just weird how it works out like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. but you know, there's a few players looking at that roster. I'm like, wow, but it's true. And I think part of that's got to do with you know with, with Tampa Bay. There, there's a lot of stability at the top, so they're not doing a lot of roster shuffling. A little bit more this season, but as far as past years, not so much so. So you really kind of get to know these guys, and it's you know, it, like I said, it just feels like they've they've been there for ten years. Mm-hmm. It definitely does, and and you're right. It is interesting with the Lightning because I think more so than any other team, Syracuse has been affiliated with, and and most AHL NHL partnerships in general. It has been one of the more stable partnerships where players do get those multiple years in the American Hockey League, Tampa, except in the condition of goalies, but we'll leave that for another show. He's <laughs> not like to rush their prospects. They want them to develop. And, you know, in general, like I think of like when they tried, when the Lightning tried to rush like Brett Connolly you know, 10 or 12 years ago, and it didn't turn out that well. I think they've really learned from their history and they know what works. Do I wish they'd apply that to all of their positions? Yes, yes, I do. But again, that's for another podcast. Um, (laughs) Which we can do. That's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, in general, I really do think that they give these players the chance to develop, the chance to grow, the chance to be lead scorers on AHL teams. I mean, look at Barry Boulay. It took him how long of dominating in the American Hockey League before he finally managed to stick with the Lightning? But they kept at it. They kept with it. They kept giving him those chances, and now he's done it. So I'm sure for Gonzalez, it's probably going to be next season. Right. But for right now, Syracuse is going to enjoy having him on their roster. Absolutely. It's, it, you're right. It's just a matter of time. And, and you know, when your parent club is winning Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup and you got a lot of <laughs> – Top-tier players signed to long-term contracts. Those spots to get open really aren't there that much. So that no. could also be the you know the reason for the delayed for him getting to the NHL. So anyways, I know you've got a present you want to give out. So it's your turn to play Santa Claus. All right. So am I also coming up with the actual present? I think I it, have a good one. Okay. <laughs> By all means. Okay. So I would like to have Santa give out the next gift to Coach Joel Bouchard. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good to have him here. <laughs> Was my timing good? <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> It was an interesting summer with Syracuse's coaching situation and the sort of rather sudden switch up behind the bench. Nobody was really sure how it was going to go. I know a lot of our talk in October centered around how this team was going to look with, with an entirely new coaching staff. And one of the great things that Bouchard has done coming in as the new head coach of the Crunch is give fans a little bit of a peek into the dressing room after victories. And it's it's been on the team's social media. These inspirational speeches, kind of a la Herb Brooks, that exactly. gives the team after victories. And, you know, fans have never really been invited into the dressing room like this under previous coaches. And I know a lot of fans on the team's social media and, and other members of Syracuse media, they've been reacting to it. It's been really super popular. And one of the more interesting aspects of these powwows as they are, is that the team snaps for each other. 
it it fascinates me (laughs) (laughs) just because and then I'm not making fun of it but it's just so fun to me to see this room full of of professional hockey players who are snapping towels at each other I think that's what she meant right no, no. <laughs> that's where I was actually. going. I thought, wow, this is getting pretty racy. Yeah, here we go. It's the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> I don't think that would be welcome. Um, yeah, the never mind him. Media <laughs> in 2023. Yeah, but but what the players actually do is they literally finger snap for each other. Right. Um, oh, that's cool. And it, it's just, it's so much fun to watch. So it, it, it's wholesome. And that's where I'm going with this. Um, so Santa's Christmas present to Coach Bouchard this year is a trip to one of the many Hallmark-esque cities that we have on the East Coast. There are many of them. Most of them are in the New England territories because it's just, it, it's so wholesome. So he gets an all-expense-paid trip to one of those lovely Hallmark impersonation cities somewhere on the East Coast. I didn't have time to look at a, a map wow. before we came on. But I know Santa has a map because he's got NORAD backing him. So I'm sure he can find a nice place to send a coach <laughs> Santa has broke the budget this week, I'll tell you that. <laughs> has he done it after a loss? The team hasn't shown that. So, I mean, I'm. I would assume he says – Something well, like, that would be inspirational too if it was a, a good rah rah, right? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I agree. Yeah, you know, especially in this league where it seems like a lot of losses are in some ways outside of the team's control. You know, for instance, like before Syracuse hit the last skid that they were on, they had two major dents in their roster through call ups, and that is completely outside of the team's control. So I agree with you that I think it might be interesting to hear how he kind of rallies the troops yep. after, you know, a loss that where the team clearly played well, but through circumstances out of sight of their control, they just couldn't manage the right. W. So how, I agree. How, how do they deal with adversity? That would be an interesting. Yeah. I think that would be. You know, People I would, would actually, like that. yeah, yeah, I, that, and I think it actually would be really cool to see if they put together like like a season long kind of a, I don't want to say a montage, but like a like a ten part series. You know, mm-hmm. at the end, that would be really oh, awesome, that, like a thirty oh. for thirty type of thing. Yeah. That would be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah like the best I, hits of those. Speeches. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'll tell you, if you watch some of those, I'm surprised that the crunches don't get up, leave the locker room, go over to the other team's locker room, say, "All right, get back out in the ice, we're going again." <laughs> <laughs> we won the first one. We want to win another one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. He does a fantastic job of pumping those guys up. And the way that he gives recognition without like diminishing the other guys that he didn't give recognition to really is admirable. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And and I'll tell you, you know, that was another big question mark that we had talked about in the preview. Like you said, you know, how is this team going to respond? You know, with Ben Grew being there as long as he had. And, you know, he, he did. He had success. You know, it was it was almost like a formula, right? They would get mm-hmm. off to a slow start. They would have a, a slump. And then all of a sudden, they would just go bonkers for like two months, you know. But yeah. I'll tell you, so far, steady is the word with Coach Bouchard. It really has been. Yeah, and, and personally, I prefer the steady version better, having lived <laughs> through the Ben Grew era. and <laughs> The frenetic. Spending, yeah, the first three months of the season just completely stressing and wondering what in the world is happening with this team that just can't seem to pull itself together. 
I much prefer this steady, you know, point spread guys contributing up and down the roster. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with not being first in the division as long as, you know, the, the, the standings are still evening out with more wins than losses. Right. Right. Yeah. The roller coaster can get a little tiring after a while. That's uh... Yes. Yes, it can. <laughs> so, you know what though? I think this is actually the perfect time to like take a pause from the presence for a second. Since the crunch are in second place with 32 points. Tell me what has impressed you the most about this team so far this season? Truthfully, I, I think it's, it's the, the contributions from up and down the lineup. As you said, there is no Barry Boulay on this roster. There's really no like standout superstar that's taking on the, all of the, the work that's you know really dominating on this roster. And the coaching staff is managing to make it work. On paper, I honestly don't think this team is a second place team coming into the season, fans were a little concerned and, and I'm still slightly concerned. It would be nice if Santa could give Syracuse an extra veteran defenseman. Um, <laughs> that would be super. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would be Santa himself. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's your knows. answer. Just hanging out in his bag. Great. I think Santa doesn't have that, Alex. <laughs> I would I would personally feel better if there was, you know, maybe a Cameron Gauntz, who I, I heard was available oh. up until recently when he signed a PTO, which, okay, <laughs> with Toronto. Um, of all why, places, right? Right, like why Cameron Gauntz is having to sign PTOs at this point in his career is, is puzzling to me. But, um, you know, I hear he's available and he has been a presence in Syracuse before and he'd be a great veteran to add to that blue line just just in case. As, just as, throwing as, it out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, as campus defensemen continue to go down with injury after injury after injury, it, it'd just be nice. Well, yeah, absolutely. And But, you know, I, I tell you, looking at the roster, I'd have to do a little bit deeper of a dive. I wonder if they have a veteran spot for a defenseman because of that AHL development rule. So was it if you had, you can have six players that have over 320 professional games played, and then there's a spot for oh god I can I can't remember, I wrote the article last year I can't remember what the exact numbers were I think it's 180 to 320 games, and then the rest have to be what they call development players, which is right. obviously under that threshold. Uh, so which is actually one of the things that makes the AHL great because I mean you get to see a lot of you know great young players, but. Like you were saying, when you need a veteran like that, and if your spots are filled, uh oh. <laughs> so that's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you, you can figure out a way to make it work too. I mean, because they can only play them, they can sign them if they want to, but whether exactly. they play is, you yeah. know, the whole, you know, the, the moving parts Rubik's Cube of the AHL, shall we say. It's a- mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, personally, I know which one I would I would bench, but uh, that is also for a different podcast. Yeah, San- we won't put San- you on the spot. Santa like, would, I don't want Santa yeah, wouldn't like that one. No. Yeah. Here, so I'm going to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Santa's watching. She's watching this show to see who's naughty and who's nice. Yeah, so that's yeah, a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dave, I guarantee you, is getting a bunch of coal. So, <laughs> I like it though. Dave. I'm always, always cold, and so I don't mind yeah, that's, cooking that stuff off. It's yeah, he'll be fine. We'll just put him in the other room. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, he'll be he'll be our cousin Eddie. <laughs> See what I deal with, Alex. 
<sighs> All right. It's like so, having my son here in, in Little Falls. See? <laughs> see, you just never knew, Take did you? me. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been thrown out yet. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Bouncers by the door. I saw her a yeah. minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob Cratchit's going to show up anytime with his king. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> as long as it's the Kermit the Frog one, I don't care. Yeah, right. He can show up if he wants to. It's just got to be the Kermit version. The other ones are kind of scary. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I don't have Kermit hair. Sorry. You don't have him in that that switchboard of I don't have him in seventeen there. million sounds that you have over there. And... No, I can I can dig, you know. Yeah, the thing is, those Disney likes their copyright, so I don't yeah, know we bring, yeah, yeah, we don't want to get in trouble. I, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we're having a, we're having a holiday show, so we put psycho music on. This is great. Uh, oh boy, uh, let's get back to the present show right. before this show gets too far off the rails. <laughs> All right, so the next one, you know, we were talking about the Crunch social media team, and I don't know if you noticed or not, but they have an awesome new video out, the Crunch do, and it's called the 12 Days of Crunchmas. So for this present, Santa Claus is giving Daniel Walcott, Gabriel Fortier, uh, Felix Robert, Declan Carlisle, Jack Finley, and Jack Thompson, says Santa gives you an audition for America's Got Talent. After your performance on the 12 hey. Days of Crunchmas. Oh, that would be all right. Have you seen this video yet? It's awesome. Oh, of, of course I have. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's running um, on a yeah. loop. It's running yeah. on a loop behind her. I should have actually seen if Dave could have spliced it into the show somehow, but I, at I, least a part I of it. Probably could have, yeah. That's my fault. Gotta give me a, head, a heads up on that. But they looked like they were having a ball. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the 1985 Bears when they did the Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, yeah. That's all I yeah. can think of. That, that now, was see, cool. now you that, just that, worked that, off there. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was born in 1985, so. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, God. <Well>. <laughs> Throw cold water on it. God. Yeah, I was 11 year old, years old. I very vividly remember the Super Bowl shuffle. That was like 65 <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember yeah. what I was. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is like, yeah. no, he's not really that old. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, but if you watch the credits till the end, uh, it says the lyrics were actually written by Megan Cahill, Allison Jacobs, and Lucas Favale, play-by-play announcer for The Crunch. So it was a, a true team effort. It was. And those are, you know, as I like to say, some of the elder statesmen with the team. It's It's nice to see those people who have been with the team for a good couple of years and, and really are getting to, to know the organization as it currently stands, getting that type of credit. You know, I think it might've been, I think Megan, who was also pretty instrumental in the lip sync videos that really went viral back before the pandemic happened with Daniel Walcott and, and a couple of the players back then that were just so fun. And, you know, I really love it when these AHL teams do this type of thing exactly this really cements the fans to the players and their personalities which i honestly think is way more important in the american hockey league than it is in the nhl absolutely you hit the nail directly on the head there because generally with the ahl too you're you're dealing with a smaller community as opposed to an nhl city and what the what the connection with the fans is so important like, I mean, you, you can see it sometimes, like, if there's no connection, then the fans just simply don't care, right? Yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're out there doing, and, and the Crunch are very good about that. They're constantly out in the public doing stuff. 
And this video, like I said, is just absolutely hysterical. I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, those guys looked like they were having a ball doing it. They really did. And they posted some bloopers on the social media channels before the actual music video came oh, out. And like, that would be fun. Poor, oh my God. Poor Felix Robert didn't know the tune originally. And he, he just, he looked so lost and he looked at all of them and was like, why don't I know that? It was just, it was really, it was really fun. And, you know, they, they did a nice job matching the rhythm of the song to the lyrics that they chose, which is not easy. No, it's not. Because, I mean, as anybody who's ever tried to do karaoke night knows. <laughs> even even when the, the the letters are lighting up and all <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah, forget it. It's just kind of, you, you get the first few, and then it's like, ah, forget mm -hmm. it. We're doing our own yeah. show now. <laughs> and they did it for all of those stanzas, repeating each other over and over again. So, I mean, props to, to everyone involved, because it takes it takes a lot of guts, too. You know, it's one thing to, to do something like playing hockey that you've been doing for your whole life. And, right. You know, yeah, you're doing it at a professional level, but you've also been doing it for 20, 25, 30 years. Um, but to put yourself into a recording booth and then put it out there on every single streaming service that's available, that that takes a lot of a lot of guts to sign up for something like that when that's not the usual medium of exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's not living. just audio; it's video too. I do this yes. every week. What I don't I don't know the stress. <laughs> okay, so next week you're going to come up with a Twelve Days of Christmas version. I and, can uh, do it, and you have to sing it. Yeah, I could do that just, too. Like, you know, spoken word poetry yep. here. We got it. We got to get that <laughs> oh, one too. On the first day of Christmas, Scott gave to me. I don't know. A headache. <laughs> <laughs> Two Excedrin. Yeah. Three turtle. No. All right. See, yeah. yeah. You, right. you got till next week to work out. <laughs> all right. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So back to the presents here. Uh, Santa's reaching back into that virtual gift sack. And this time it's for, oh, Maxine Groshev. So it says, Dear Max, Santa is giving you this map of Syracuse because as the leading scorer amongst rookies, you are the best new kid in town for the crunch. So apparently Santa's where he's going to get lost in Syracuse. <laughs> as, long as, as long as he doesn't start complaining that there's no dog parks, which is what a player did a couple of years ago that, that really. Well, it's, no you know, if that's yeah. the worst thing that happens, exactly, I think it's a win. Right? <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Groshev this season. I, he is the top rookie on the team by far, like the next rookie down from him. Currently, Groshev is sixth on the team in points. Currently, like from there down, you have you go down to 14th, which is Joe Carroll um, in points. So, you know, not only is he in the top 10 on the team, he is the top rookie by far. And he has definitely been one of the most entertaining players to watch this season. He's fast. He's fun. You know, his, his sellies are great. Like it, he, he's bringing this whole package to Syracuse and he was someone who, and, and maybe I, I mean, granted this past summer, I was not exactly focused on this world. I had a lot going on. Just so a little bit. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe I was just out of the loop, but <laughs> he wasn't necessarily a name that I heard a lot of chatter about coming into this season. So he's also been a very pleasant surprise. And I think that, that he has a lot to be proud of as well as, as his performance so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it just contributes to that up and down scoring throughout the lineup. 
which yes, is which 100%. is just driving the success for the crunch. It, it really is. And when you can get a kid like that who's going to contribute, hey, that's mm-hmm. that's that's definitely a big plus and a big win for the team. Yeah, and when you're regularly playing on the top line next to players who have you know milestone record number of games in this league, you're learning, you're soaking that in, and your career is only going to advance and be better for it. So, you know, he's played himself into these these top positions, these high pressure situations, and he's really doing a, a fantastic job keeping up in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And for anybody who's watching on the YouTube channel, you'll see every once in a while, Jordy like pops in and pops out. <laughs> this really is like the ghost of Christmas. It, it is. It is. It's yeah. so funny. Every time we, every time I bring him in, he's just frozen. There he is. And now watch. Yeah. He'll, he'll pop watch. back out. Chook, chook, it's like a magic chook. trick. Jordy, it's just not working, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I appreciate guy. his tenacity. He is. I tell you. He, I know. I tell you, he is, he's great. He's just, it, it could be that we're in a different time zone or something, you know, and he's <laughs> not really. He's like, looks like he's like, like we're moving really fast. We're, yeah. clo- we're closer to something. He's like, he's like no, 25 he's miles away a, from us. He's just the black box right now. He's the ghost of Christmas. Yes. I future see. yet to yeah. come. Yeah. All right. <laughs> black hole of Christmas. <laughs> uh. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't even see him moving there, so we'll we'll just move on. That's uh, what we'll do. Uh, Alex, do you have any more presents you want to hand out? Um, not that that I could think of. Okay, that's not. <laughs> hey, listen, that's not a problem. At least you're here. I mean, not, that's. A, I thought she was going to say not that I can say on the air. <laughs> wow, jeez. <laughs> Dave almost passed out. I over almost here. passed out. I was back to the snap and towel. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I'm say to myself, "I'm gonna have to call nine one one after the show's over." You are getting so much coal. You're not gonna. Have He's gonna be buried under it. We're not gonna be able to find him. You know what stuff is worth? <laughs> it's like diamonds. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'll tell you what. I've actually got another one. So let's see. Reaching back into the sack of presents. Uh, oh, the captain, Gabriel Dumont. So it says, Dear Gabriel, in recognition of your recently played 800th pro game, Santa is giving you this economy size pack of Energizer batteries because just like the Ener- Energizer bunny, you just keep going and going and going. I don't know if you remember those Energizer commercials or not. I certainly do. Not like that's not trademarked. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's free advertising. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing for them. You can see the lawsuit now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's true. He just he just keeps going and going and going. And um, so tell us a little bit about what, what Dumont has meant to this team, not only just this season, but the whole time he's been in Syracuse. So astute viewers may notice that um, – <laughs> He's right here. Oh, she's touching <laughs> him. Oh, see there, there. For uh, those right. of you who can't see, she's touching him. Well, that is, that is a uh, a picture. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore the gentleman who's getting nothing but cold. I know, all right? <laughs> and yeah. you know what the worst part is, Alex? He's got the controls over here. I can't even mute him. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, I got a bottle of water here. I could throw it yeah. at him. And, you know, Wouldn't be the first time. One shot only here, I guess. But. So anyways, everybody, uh, if you see that, if you see the screen go blank, you just hear it's Dave getting a concussion. It's yeah. a- Clunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a- 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the picture that I'm pointing to, for those of you who aren't tuning in um, on YouTube, is Gabriel Dumont at the center of the celebration after the goal against St. John's in the 2017 first round of the AHL Calder Cup playoffs. So he has been huge for this team in every capacity that he has played for Syracuse. He's come back as captain a couple of times. He went over to... Um, I think it was Minnesota's organization for a yep, little bit. With the Iowa yep. So, you know, what he has managed to do in his career with the crunch, but also in, you know, 800 AHL games, like in today's game, which is so much faster and honestly, like wears down the body so much more to reach that milestone, especially with the way he plays. He is not right. afraid physical. He is not afraid to get into the scrum, you know, and yet he still also remains one of the most consistent scorers on Syracuse's roster when he's with the crunch. Right. (laughs) Like he really likes playing in Syracuse, (laughs) which is fantastic for the crunch because they really like having him. And he is 100% that type of nose to the grindstone veteran AHL guy that these teams really thrive on and can be built around when you have those guys as their captain. Um, I've, I've been a huge fan of him ever since 2017 and you know, it, it's great to see him reach that type of career milestone while in a crunch sweater, because, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit more special since he does seem to do so well in Syracuse and playing within the lightning systems. Yeah. It's almost like he was just, that's his destiny. That's where he's supposed to be. It it just, it's like he's synonymous with the crunch at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in the lightning affiliation only, you know, I think Mike Angelitas is really the only other captain that you could compare legacies and lengths of time and, you know, recognition with as far as wearing the C and and being very similar players, to be honest with you. I think Mm -hmm. Angelitas had a little bit more of a grinder edge to him than than Dumont does, but still, you know, very similar type of of your AHL veteran. And those have always been the, the types of players that I have really appreciated in this league. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. And well-deserving of being the captain as well, because I really, you know, I mean, maybe outside of Daniel Walcott, I can't think of anybody else that, you know, you just equate the crunch with as yeah. with Gabriel Dumont. So absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been so much fun. And I do have one more. Uh, it's just like a, a personal thank you from us. Well, to you for starters, for, like I said, always being so willing to come on the show. And it's just, it's awesome having you here. Uh, we absolutely love it. And I also want to thank uh, Howard Dolgan, uh, Jim Sorosi, and Megan Cahill. Uh, the crunch, basically the, the front office, really. Uh, they have been so supportive of our website and our show. Anytime we need anything, they are. it's like an instant re- you know, response. They don't make us wait for anything. Uh, always willing to help us get a player or whoever to come on the show. 
always constantly sending us the emails for the press releases and all that. I sometimes like, oh my goodness, I'm like, I don't know if I got enough room on the site for all this. But <laughs> but uh, no, they've been absolutely tremendous to us, and especially in our first year, we're, we're a startup really, and uh, they've they've just been they've treated us like gold, and I and I can't thank them enough for that. Uh, those those guys have really really set the standard for how you run a team, and they should really be proud of themselves. And when you talk about, I mean, this is the community, right? Like everybody listening, everybody watching us, you know, when you, when you discuss those community connections with AHL fans and the teams, this is one of the way it's built, you know, it, it media and fan interactions have definitely changed over the past 20, 25 years. The internet has really shifted and molded what this looks like now. And so it's great to see the team embracing this type of media and embracing this type of interaction because so many, there's not as much, you know, official beat writer, local newspaper, that stuff isn't happening in AHL cities anymore. Right. So it's, it's groups like this, it's communities like this, this is where fans go when they need their fix. So yeah. I'm, I'm, it's nice to hear that they're supporting that. Oh, they, they, they've been tremendous. And I, you know, I, if I, if I live closer to Syracuse, I would cover every game I could possibly cover for them. But it's, you know, unfortunately, uh, geography kind of gets in the way a little bit. But that's, uh, but no, like I said, they've just been absolutely awesome to us. And I, and I can't thank them enough. So as we're wrapping up here, Alex, what's on your holiday wish list? What do you want for Christmas? Like for real? Yeah, for real. Or... <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I'm, I mean, honestly, I didn't really ask for a lot this year. You know, I I've done, I I've, I'm working what I was considering as a dream job last year. So, you know, I'm feeling very fortunate. I'm feeling um, very thankful for everything and for friends, new and old and all of the support. And so, you know, honestly, like it's, it's kind of cheesy and, and, very hallmarky, but you know, really, I would just like it if all of my my friends and family and, and my crunch community and everyone would just have you know whatever kind of a holiday season they would like it to be, whether it's peaceful, crazy, non-existent, doesn't matter. You know, personally, it's been a long six months, so I kind of just am looking forward to hibernating for a couple of days. <laughs> to the break itself, that's <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, so yeah, really, I'm just, I'm feeling very fortunate and, and lucky and I appreciate that. So I would like to send some of that back out into the world in, in those kinds of wishes. That is an awesome answer right there. It, it really is. So I know you're on a little bit of a break for the Syracuse Speaks podcast, uh, but tell us a little bit about when your next show is coming out. Um, anything you want to tell us? Yeah, absolutely. I do tend to take December a little bit light just because of all of the holiday things going on and the travel back and forth to where my family is located. So, you know, we'll be coming back in January. And I always like to use that royal we because it sounds more official, but it's really just me and a computer sitting on my couch because the couch tends to muffle the echoes of my new apartment better. (laughs) So uh, we'll, you know, there'll be two episodes in the month of January. Um, The first episode, I think is like January 10th or something like that. And I am planning on sorting the team into their appropriate Hogwarts houses 
as uh, the Syracuse Crunch's Wizarding Night is coming up. In fact, I am currently sitting on <laughs> my um, New Jersey that I bought for the occasion. I'm very excited. <laughs> Just a little bit pumped for that, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, I was really trying to convince myself that I didn't need to buy any new gear for that game. And then box lunch was like, but we have a hockey Jersey. And I was like, say less. (laughs) When is that game anyway? Um, that might actually be, I'm looking at my calendar right now. Okay. So the next episode of Syracuse Speaks will be January 7th. That'll be the episode where I will be sorting the team in two Hogwarts houses and the actual wizarding night game is the 13th of January. So it's about 13th. a week after that episode right. will go live. And, you know, just as a little preview, I actually did this a couple years ago for raw charge when I wrote for them over on SB nation and for anyone suspecting of any kind of bias, um, I placed Captain Dumont in Slytherin, and I still stand beside that. So there's no 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 house animosity here. You know, Hufflepuffs and Slytherins tend to get along really well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm still standing behind that, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, and then the next episode will probably be on January 21st, and then we will go from there as the playoff hunt really starts to pick up, and we really see – where this team lands and stays as the season goes on, because obviously, you know, it's been nice to this point having such consistency, but this to this point doesn't really matter. Right. It's a very long season. That's exactly like it does, but it doesn't because we know a lot can happen in the final four months of the season. Absolutely. it'll It'll be interesting. It will be, it'll be a lot of fun. And you know what? I mean, Hogwarts, uh, what was it? Hogwarts and, and Hufflepuffs? Is that what you said? <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm just a little, dog. I want to, well, no, because, no, because before we went on, Dave was telling me all about Boca Raton or Kachina Boca, or something Boca, or other. I don't know. Boca so, Chica. Boca geez. Chica. So I don't that's, know. That's you not know a what Hogwarts that is? thing. I don't <laughs> know. That's what I'm, I'm learning something here. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even get the connection at all here, Alex. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> So, so Boca, this Boca well, China is apparently Boca where they're Chica. shooting rockets off from something. Yes, I don't know. Yes, good lord. So yeah, it gets them all. Okay. So it's great, right? So you all know right, what this I, is, Alex? This is payback for all his comments to you today. So see, I, I, I appreciate you, that. See, Thank what you. he's talking about is what was on my phone. See, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a lighthouse. It, it's not a lighthouse. It, it kind of does, actually. See, I see, Alex. That. I'm yeah. sending this picture to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I I will be excited to see it in person. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it from there, but I will cherish it. I promise. Uh, oh my goodness! And so, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. So I was just going to say. So Harry Potter, Hogwarts is the school, and then in the UK, the schools usually have like houses. So in Hogwarts, oh, all right. it's. There's four of them, and they tend to be based around characteristics and things that you value as a person. So, like, Hufflepuff, it's it's loyalty, it's hard work. Um, oh, so for, like, David would be Cole. So he'd be Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be what? Cole. No, she didn't say Cole. <laughs> I did. No, I said Slytherin. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, because their their symbol is a snake, so slither and, and you know. Okay. J.K. Rowling was sometimes very literal. Um, yeah. With, you know, she sometimes she's a little symbol. whacked. Well, yes, that too. That too. Um, as my podcast has expressed very many times. Um, and just to make sure everybody knows, like, Wizarding Night is not just limited to Harry Potter. There's a lot of other wizards out there. Um, you know, I'm also a Lord of the Rings fan. So come as Gandalf, come as Mickey from Fantasia. Who cares? Like, you know, come to have fun. But, you know, I keep saying I'm coming back out to a crunch game, and I think this might be the one I got to come back out to. Are we still doing hockey? (laughs) We are. (laughs) Okay, just checking. We're winding down, that's all. He he asked the question, and he's a former teacher here, so I I take the opportunity, and, and, you know, it is something that I love. But, you know, J.K. Rowling could come up with some really neat things, and then she also had characters that were basically named Wolfie McWolferson. I mean, you know, you're naming the, re- the werewolf Remus Lupin, which is basically saying, you know, that. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we got. Reason I, reason, oh, now we got him going on the. Oh boy! Yeah, a reason I don't know yeah. any of this. Oh boy! You know this. This might be a good time yeah. to say our goodbyes. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Alex, once again, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you to the viewer and the listener for, for listening to us in September here. Uh, happy holidays to everybody, by the way. Um, September? December. Since September. No, yeah, since, since September. Oh, I said. okay. All right. Good Lord. Oh, man. Yeah. So with that, I think we're going to go have some eggnog. So, Are you sure you haven't had some already? I have. We might need it. Anyways, thank you very much, everyone. And we will see you next time on the Central New York Hockey Report Podcast. Mm-hmm.